today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Cash and Carry Kitchens. At the heart of Irish homes for over 40 years. Cashandcarrykitchens.ie Email todaycb at rte.ie now, in the United States, a special prosecutor has decided that the US President Joe Biden will not face charges for knowingly taking classified documents when he left the vice presidency in 2017. The special prosecutor, Robert Hur, did, however, criticise Mr Biden for memory lapses and willfully holding on to documents. And then at a news conference, Mr Biden insisted he was the most qualified person to lead the United States and that his memory is fine. Now, later in the conference, he did appear to confuse the presidents of Mexico and Egypt when discussing aid to Gaza. This comes after a number of gaffes in recent days. Speaking to hospitality workers in LA at the weekend, he told an anecdote about the G7 summit that took place in 2021. He appeared to refer to the French leader Mitron, who passed away in 1996. And on Tuesday, he appeared to forget the name of Hamas. I was in, I was in the south of England. And I sat down and I said, America's back. And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean from France, looked at me and said, uh, said, you know, there is some movement and I don't want to, I don't want to, well, maybe choose my words. There's some movement. There's been a response from the, uh, the, the, there's been a response from the opposition, but um, it, it, yes, I'm sorry, from Hamas. Okay, well, uh, let's hear more about this now from Natasha Lindstadt, who is Professor of Government at the University of Essex. Natasha, you're very welcome to the programme. Um, we heard earlier this morning from that press conference and his protestations that his memory is fine. That clip, he doesn't sound fine in that clip. No, he doesn't sound great in that clip. I think with the exception of the big gaffe he made in his response to uh, the uh, note by the special prosecutor that that he was well-meaning, elderly, but suffering from memory lapses, he, he had a lot of energy in his response um, but then, as you mentioned, he didn't say uh, Egypt. Instead, he said Mexico. And he referred to El Sisi, uh, you know, the president of Egypt, and said, said Mexico. So in his defense of himself, he I thought he had more energy, but then made that big gaffe. Um, mm-hmm. And that's been something that's plagued him. Actually, it's plagued him throughout his career. It, it's not necessarily only been just about memory lapses with age. He, he's had a tendency to have gaffes here and there. Um, but you're right, in the clip that you just showed, he sounded like he was really struggling to and come up with the name of Hamas. Can I ask you about the special prosecutor's decision to include this in the report, that he was dealing with someone who has significant memory lapses? Because it could be argued, and it has been already this morning, that that is a very political statement to make. It is a very political statement, and I think that's why he was so upset. And and in, in particular, Biden was upset that he mentioned his son, Beau, who had died of cancer. The report claimed that he didn't know the year that his son died of cancer. So I, I think Biden had a very emotional response because there wasn't necessarily a need to mention that. 
uh, he could have said that he just forgot some things, but instead he really pointed out that it had to do with his age and that there was something specific about him being too old. Uh, and that's probably the biggest issue that Biden is, is dealing with in his campaign is the perception that he's too old. If you look at the average of all the polls that have um, asked Americans, is Biden too old? It's, it's about 75% that thinks he is too old compared to about 50% on average for, for Trump, even though they're only four years apart with Biden four years older. So he's trying, he's trying a lot to overcome this. And this special prosecutor making a note of his memory lapses and that he's just too elderly um, makes it much more difficult for him on the mm-hmm. campaign trail to try to sell this idea that, no, he's young enough to do this or able enough to do this. And how worried do you think Democrats will be now as a result of what was said in this report? Because at this stage, with the no- election coming in November, they can't really change horses at, at this stage, can they? Um, no, they can't. I think it's it's too late. That, that time has passed. Um, and if we look at the primaries Biden's been having, you know, huge victories where where the the primary in New Hampshire that he wasn't even on the on the ballot there. Uh, so the the Democrats have sort of sunk everything behind him, and they don't really have a, a second choice yet. I, I can't imagine that they'll be able to come up with a second choice. I think what they're thinking at the moment is that what he needs is to distract people about his age and to focus on things like how the economy is starting to improve. Um, and to instill fear in voters about the repercussions of another Trump presidency, what that would have to do with democracy. He doesn't want the attention to be on his age, and and, that, unfortunately, is what that report did. Yeah, and I did hear him say in that press conference, I got this country back on its feet, but that message is likely to be lost, and I think polling has shown that it it has been lost in this focus on his, his ability and his age. Yes, that, that's been one of the issues. That How is it that the economy is doing fairly well at the moment in many ways? You have 3.7% unemployment, two years of unemployment under 4%, growth rates of 4%. Uh, you have inflation finally starting to go down, and yet it's not really translating into support for him. He, his approval rating right now is pretty low. It's mm-hmm. at 38%. More problematic is the approval rating of his vice president. Kamala Harris, who would have been his sort of the heir apparent, she's at 37 percent. Okay, so they're they're struggling to um, make inroads, even though the economy is is starting to do better. And that's usually the thing that Americans really vote on. Natasha, thank you very much for joining us this morning. That's Professor Natasha Lindstadt. Let's take a break before news. Text 51551 today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1.